Hello and welcome back to Watching Worst Films, your guide to Razzie history. My name is Jericho Reed and my co-host Kyle Shemansky. Hello, hello, hello. Are working our way through all of the Golden Raspberry Worst Film Award winners, taking in the worst that Hollywood has to offer. So we are concluding our final double bill. <laughs> Done them all. Done them all. Including 1990. We were with you last week with the adventures of Ford Fairlane, and we are taking our Ford back into the garage with, <laughs> I don't like that analogy, we're pulling into the station with 1990s Ghosts Can't Do It. So, mm-hmm. we have a lot to cover, so let's dive right into things. Kyle, what was your experience, your knowledge of this film? So yeah, I knew about it. This was my this is my bow film, if there's yeah. a bow film. I tried watching this like fifteen years ago with friends. Yeah. This is when we were going through like the room and you know, yeah. all the all the classics, the plan nines and everything. And um we turned this off because we didn't think it was gonna be fun. In my naivety as a child, I didn't think this was gonna be worthy of Christ. riffing on or funny. So I I, yeah. I watched up until spoiler the the death until the ghost appears and then i, <laughs> yeah. I kind of caved in like, so this um fucking sucks Where's Casper? Ghost... <laughs> <laughs> just, so like i, I knew i knew of it I, I knew about it i'd seen bits of it but i just thought it was shit so i was i was what i what i thought 15 years ago is not what i think now yeah i yeah very aware of it very aware of bo derrick and john as we are now from bolero uh this is this is our second feature from them, so yep, it's it's new, Dream but it's team. not new for me. Yeah, what about yourself? When you mentioned Donald Trump, I was like, oh yeah, I think I did, I, I did kind of know this film in association with his name, but that was it. Prior mm-hmm. to starting this Razzie quest, I did not have like I, I did not know Bo Bo Derek was in this film. I didn't know anything about it. Even after knowing, like, I went into this basically knowing Donald Trump was in it. I didn't know if the ghosts were literal or if this was yeah. just a kind of like poetic, you know, like yeah. ghosts of the past. Like if you hang on to the past, then maybe you'll forget to mm. live that kind of. But no, it, it is a literal ghost story. So I went into this more or less blind. We are kind of fucked for the budget box office guess as the budget yeah. for this film is not around online. And no one seems to know some people say like oh well it looks really cheap so it can't be much another one is like well they we do have a lot of international locations so really so i i tried finding it as well yeah um, i could only find mgm or no wait is it mgm yeah mgm i think it's mgm or tnt or you know someone yeah. did the home release of it right mm-hmm. so i'm thinking this had 10 to 15 million budget yeah at the very least is, it's 10 it, i would say at yeah. least it's 10 but probably 10 because john's not bringing home the bacon for his past <laughs> few features yeah so yeah. this is a this is a this is a ted turner-esque yeah buddy i'll give you 10 more million yeah get both get both to get them out and we'll we'll put it on home video and whatever <laughs> my friend yeah like it yeah. it isn't it it does feel like just a a write-off, yeah. a final, a favour. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can have one more film to, at this point, a very old man. So, yeah, like, I, I know this didn't make money, though. So you were, I was going to say, for taking a guess, this had a very limited run 
then I think that it might even it might even be foreign. I don't even know if it got coast to coast in America release, but very limited, dumped on video and Turner classics or MGM classics or whatever, and they just put it in syndication. No way to tell. Made no money. So according to Wikipedia, this was released on October 17th, 1989, a foreign video premiere. And then it was released on 1st of June, 1990 in the US. Oh, so so that's it did get why, a US. Yeah. That's why it qualifies as a Razzie contender for 1990. And uh-huh. yeah, it did get a, a limited cinematic release which is, in the US. Which is actually interesting. I didn't know it was 1989. I just assumed 1990. Because I was going to talk about Ghost. Oh, shit. yeah. Well, yeah, they, you know, they, they were ripping but, off John Derrick. Yeah, so. John Derrick shot first. So, fair, <laughs> fair play. So, we do have a figure as given by the movie database, who obviously aren't as reliable as our beloved Wikipedia. Got me through yeah. many an essay. Never, <laughs> never steered me wrong, old Wikipedia. So, the movie database, do you want to guess the figure they have? Uh, 150. 25. Ah, fuck, I was way too optimistic there. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking one of those Hollywood sort of like, Trump isn't paying for a ticket. Yeah, right? so yeah. Like, but, butts are going in seat with his entourage, but they're not paying. So yeah. it's hard to fucking tell. Yeah, that's not still more than I kind of expected, though. I didn't think this made yeah. it there. John Derrick went to see it 1,000 times. Or realistically, <laughs> given inflation, John yeah, Derrick yeah, went he, to see it 2,000 times. He went to see it 2,000 <laughs> times, but the fucker forgot to pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so starting off with this film, um, let's just... Let's just not try and give a plot interview. It will become clear as we go I, on what the plot I, is about. I cause... could give you the footnotes. I could fly through it. I don't have much notes. I need to tell you this now. I, uh-huh. I have thoughts. I have opinions. I have a lot to talk about. But I got swept up in Ghost Can't Do It. Before we even get started, I just want to say I think this is the most I've laughed during this Razi podcast. I didn't expect to laugh so much. I was... Yeah. So low expectations, so had Bolero on the mind, I knew Bolero was just going to happen again. But yeah. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as that, in, a, in an ironic way, in a purely oh, ironic okay. way. Mm. I, had, I had a good time. We could not have had more different experiences. This is one where maybe it would have been changed if we were watching it together, riffing on it, but I hated this. This was one yeah, of my no, it... least favourite watches. Oh, okay. Nice, this is yeah, nice. This I... is a yin and yang, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just start with the film and it will become clear what the plot is, but I want the listeners who haven't seen the film to kind of have the weird kind of like unsteady footing that we had going in. So we start off with a bunch of sepia photographs. Like, I can't remember if Bo Derek is actually in them or if they're just stock photographs. I believe it's Bo. Sepia. And they're just like cowboy Old West kind of photos. So I was like, have I fuck this again are we watching the wrong film is this cowboys can't do it yeah and i had no idea what to expect here but i was starting a a countdown i was like how long is bo going to keep her clothes on so <laughs> i i as soon as the credits began i was like this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be long john's gonna be like okay we need to hook the audience first my mm-hmm. wife needs to get naked and because it happened within the opening credits of Bolero, so 
the credits have stopped playing, so he's he's learnt restraint in his old age. But my my first kind of note is this just makes me want to play Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, seeing um, Derek ride I, around a on a horse. Hundred percent. I mean, I I thought Bolero. I, I was like, was Bolero a Western? If I, I don't remember, <laughs> is it still Bolero? It's it's very fucking weird. Yeah. I can only imagine it's a holdover from something else and yeah. he didn't know how to open it so yeah <laughs> indiana jones-esque let's do a map let's let's pan across this great adventure film we're waiting for yeah so my my next note is god is this another fossil that Bo is fucking because yeah. she's riding around on a horse and then her husband is introduced who i think is played by anthony quinn i'm sure it he is anthony thank quinn. Me for naming him but yeah it's best known for her uh, ghosts <laughs> can't do it yeah. yeah academy award winner anthony quinn is surrogate john derrick and yeah he's kind of interchangeable who was the surrogate john derrick in bolero wasn't it john derrick no uh uh-uh. no i always can i always assume john derrick is acting when he's not and yeah. in my memory it was john derrick in the role and it was a, uh, you know just a fucking passion project i get to i get to die and then fuck my wife as a ghost and, oh it was george but, like, kennedy it was george kennedy was playing george john kennedy derrick yes Bolero. so there's <laughs> always a job there's always a john derrick again. <laughs> this time around it's academy award winner Anthony Quinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a weird sentence, isn't it? Like, That's the thing. Once you win an Oscar, you know you get your pick of the roles. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very strange cast, though. Like, I don't think I noticed much credits until you know, you know. I always talk about popping and perking up when I see names. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I the two I did raise my eyebrow. Julie Newmar. I seen yeah. her credit appear, and I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, Catwoman!" And yeah. uh, Mickey Knox, who yeah. is. Best known for for most people as name dropped by Tarantino in Natural Born Killers. He's oh, Woody's character, yeah. Mickey Knox. But he is also in everything. He did the bad and the ugly. He, um, I think, he translated it into English for wow. Sergio Leone. And he is in. I think he's in Godfather three or two. He's a, he's in a lot of things. I I'd have to get IMDb up. But I know I remember the name because I'm like Natural Born Killers, Mickey Mickey and Mallory. I remember that to the day I die. So. Part, part, bleh, perked up for them too but otherwise it was like it's a very short cast as well there isn't any big names there isn't any this isn't like inching where i'm seeing credits and music and stuff this is just stock very small production companies popping up as well over these titles yeah but it doesn't it doesn't fill you with like great optimism That's there's no studio exec oversight here of someone like i don't know like I'm imagining like a Coen Brothers executive from Barn Fink just leaning over John Derrick's shoulder and being like, uh, I know that creating your like therapy picture might be fun for you, but can you make sure to include something for the audience? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got one this man just, just for the audience. Of indulgence. Yeah, this is the peak of one. indulgence. <laughs> so it did not take me very long to write this note how is ford Fairlane considered as bad as this 100 percent. Like, i mean this it, is it, the and this is what i talk about in bolero as well like i will say this does look like it isn't a movie but it can't look like a movie at times yeah, yeah this isn't like amateurish like john derrick has been in the business a long time he knows how to at least frame you yeah. know and 
he can he can do the clapper one handed. He can do yeah. it. He's able to get through this. Um, but like, it isn't a movie, like really. And although there's times where you've got that, it's not like a Tommy was so strangely no. pieced together. But when you compare it to Ford Fairlane, which instantly I did, like I loved Ford Fairlane. It was a great time, and yeah, it was same. a fucking movie. It was a I will sit in the theater and watch a big budget movie with my popcorn. I couldn't imagine sitting in a theater and watching this in any world. Ford Fairlane has taken over my personality. I've just started dressing in leather. I'm drinking yeah, milkshakes <laughs> and sambuca. I'm just going, oi! After oi! every, every comment you got I a make. kid sidekick. You're all ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, uh, yeah, I am obsessed with Ford Fairlane. And I, this is the biggest injustice, not in the history of the Razzies, but certainly with it's their not. double bills. Fantastic Four and Fifty Shades, you know, whatever. Under the Cherry Moon, Howard the Duck, mm, close enough. But this, this and Ford Fairlane, there is a gaping chasm between it the two. Absolutely, this is. beats like, Ford hands down in every department. Down. There's no, there's no competition. The other two, you could at least debate. You yeah, could, you yeah, could exactly. Play devil's it's a matter of taste. Yes. Like, oh well, here, if this annoys you, not. then. But here unless you no just. Yeah, you have to just hate Andrew Dice Clay with a passion yes. and be like, well, um, Ford Fairlane had Andrew Dice Clay and Ghosts Can't Do It did not have Andrew Dice Clay. So really, <laughs> hmm. But my next note, fuck's sake, the lip biting is the honey of this film because obviously yep. I'm I'm still in therapy for having seen Bo Derek drizzled in honey over bolero while that shot of like the alien sort of dripping yeah the yeah, guy yeah. that still haunts my nightmares and john derrick <laughs> gives us another one where he bites his wife's lip that's their kind of thing of like oh come on close honey and let me bite your lip and it's just horrible um it kind of reminded me of joe biden sucking dr jill biden's finger <laughs> it was just something that i did not want to see no i got that <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll be trying to repress this memory for <laughs> an excellent while and this is where i think he collapses they're riding horses they're having they're some hijinks horse. so that's it like I'll, I'll keep i'll keep the footnotes i'll keep the bullet points bo derrick and surrogate john derrick are a happy married wealthy couple they go on adventures on horseback and through the snow through the woods they have wild rampant elderly sex they are happy Deeply in love. It takes us five everyone's minutes. Everyone's dream of everyone's marrying dream. a decrepit old man. Yeah, but he still he can still do it. He can still do it because um, he's not a ghost. Because he's not yeah. a ghost. <laughs> so he has a heart attack on a horse and yeah. uh, in a great collapses. It's fucking great. My yeah. first laugh as well. I think it was going down. <laughs> just just because you've got you've got a direct bow and you know like panic in. Yeah. You've got to get like convey this, and you can't do that. You're not getting Bo Derek to convey panic. Yeah, loved it. So basically, he goes to the doctor, or the doctor comes to him when he's in recuperation, and says, "Yeah, you've had a heart attack, and you just got to tone it down, Mister Scott, Mister John Derek. So like, no more wild horseback adventure, and no more sex with your hot, flexible wife. It's just you can't. <laughs> you've got to cut it down, and." really fucking quickly like i'm talking scenes john derrick decides no 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 wait wait wait, okay because he has before he commits to that path he's like well no problem doc just give me a new ticker 
and the doctor's like, no. I'm oh sorry. yes. Oh fucking forgot. So yes, yes, the doctor. No, you are over. 60. The doctor stops. Yeah, he starts. You're over sixty. And he's like, ah, yeah, I'm yeah. over eighty probably. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we no hearts. Hearts only under six days. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a line as well from John Derrick where it's 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 not exactly, but paraphrasing. It's but I'm rich almost, you know. But yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> just find some homeless person yeah, and yeah, steal yeah. their heart and give it to me. I have value. And if you, you, if you were 59, mister, if you were 59, we could have maybe done a deal, but well, over six days. That's my, this is the film that I came up with watching this film, was I'm like, it's going to be like a dark comedy of a John Derrick surrogate who is like, is like, oh, like, I'm not in great shape. So like your rail card expiring and trying to get the most of it before you age out. Mm the john derrick surrogate just attempts to burn through his heart at 59 to be like if this thing can fail before my 60th birthday i'm okay so I eating this, ice cream I, just chugging butter be like, come same. on come on i made you're not in that good shape fucking logan i had right so he looks down he sees the yeah. logan run you know the jets start flashing <laughs> and now anthony quinn stars in crank three <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and the move, and you've got nine. You've, you've used up five. We've got eighty-five minutes to tear through this. And <laughs> he's got to get. His, I was so excited for this, but no, he's over sixty. It's that. So it's the no only way John Derrick. It's the only way John Derrick can write his way out of this. You know, it's got to be Ash. Fuck it, he's over sixty. No, you heart. And uh, he keeps he this. Just, he, keeps... he should have just killed him. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say this now. Yeah, this whole fucking dilly-dallying time wasting he should have fell off the horse and died and if he died him. he's way more sympathetic in the movie moves a lot faster if he just a doesn't get to faster. say goodbye to his wife and it's just kind of like you can understand the lack of closure and why yes. he hangs around as a ghost he can you can yes. maybe be more sympathetic as opposed to this malevolent evil spirit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but that's that's that was that's 101 isn't it that is just such yeah. a simple screenwriting yeah. technique and yeah. he is just no idea what he's doing and i i was baffled again i am sitting in my chair like jo- trying to get in the brain of john derrick here and i know did john write i don't think john even wrote it but i'm blaming him anyway it's his fucking movie no he wrote it he did write it yeah. fine he's I like what you think that someone else could possibly have written this. Like, this no, is a it's... spec screenplay of an old man fucking no, their you younger know, wife and this be... old man's inadequacies, as if that could possibly have come from any There's other gonna... mind than John It's Harris. gonna be from, you know, I knew the credits would roll and it'd be based on the based on original Spectral idea by John Lovings <laughs> by, you know, da-da-da, 1943, and he's butchered it and ripped it apart a story um, by john derrick screenplay <laughs> by charles kaufman um well i have another couple things here so the doc because john decides to keep his frailty secret from his wife and the, the the doc tells him she's no dummy scott and i'm like come on there has arguably never been more of an on-screen dummy in cinema history yeah. than bo derrick it's just like yeah. complete head empty like just doesn't like she doesn't read as a brain surgeon on camera. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. With the best will in the world. And then we get more lip biting, which I have noted as disgusting. Because I think yeah. he's like, well, come on, let Papa bite your lip one last time. And then this is where you were going to gonna race off to. So Yeah, so yeah, I did, I did miss that a little bit. I don't know why. Again, this is what happens when you get sucked up and don't take notes and you 
lost in the whirlwind of love. This is why um, we're such a good partnership. Young this is, yeah. and decrepit old man. So <laughs> it's like we contrast, we complement each other's differences. So John Derrick, Anthony Quinn, whatever the fuck he's called, Mr. Scott, yeah. great Scott. Yeah. Um, <laughs> decides he can't have enough. Yeah, he's had enough. Yeah. He can't he can't do this anymore. If I can't so, fuck Bo Derek, then life isn't worth living. Well that's why I'm surprised he didn't kill Bo. I, I genuinely <laughs> <laughs> If I can't sleep with you, no one can. <laughs> and I'll just live out my days as a you know, asexual John Derek. <laughs> yeah, so he le- he leaves a note. I can't remember how Bo finds the note. You... Okay, I'll talk you through. Bo's yeah. out like in a on a horse and cart or something, and then a gunshot rings through the estate, and I was ashamed to say I laughed because this <laughs> is directed so poorly. We get like a freeze frame on Bo, like yes. the gunshot rings out, and yes. she's kind of like in a car or whatever. She's sitting down something, coming back to the house, and it's kind of like. <gasps> And, like, she is terrible. She is so bad. And then, like, strings come in. And I think she runs That's into a... the house being like, no, don't go, don't go. Because she runs up the stairs. She runs uh, up all the stairs, yeah. yeah. And I then like, I've got that burned in my brain. And then Room-esque finds him where he's been fucking her dress. And I think that's where the note is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, oh, that's, that's it, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah. That's the, that's the end of John Derrick. That's the yeah. end of the movie, because as everyone knows, there is no afterlife. You do not return from life after yeah. death, so end. But wait, eh. hang on. Wait, what's <laughs> this? We cut into the afterlife, where my note is, hitting on an angel, for fuck's sake. Like, he's he committed suicide mere moments ago, and he's in the afterlife, which is conveniently just like kind of like a black, shimmering backdrop. So, and yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm glad we're here. I couldn't remember if there was beats and funerals in between. Yeah, I need to talk about this. This is not what I remembered. I remembered like a shimmering effect, like on on like on set, and yeah. it's just you put like a little filter, little a little bit of Vaseline on the film, you know, yeah. to make him look eevee. Or I forgot he was in front of a black screen for. 60 minutes um, there is shimmering with, as well Did there's you just... water there's a layer of water yeah yeah exactly it. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but like i i'm meaning shimmering shimmering you know like, like yeah a it's... little sparkle like a little oh little yeah no it's effect. clearly just the... light going through like a vampire like yeah, 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 yeah 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 not yeah, not no. just a fucking plexiglass with water yeah, 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 basin yeah, yeah. of water on him and <laughs> so like yeah he's in the afterlife he meets his guardian angel none other than catwoman who doesn't look like julie newmar anymore you're looking confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I forgot that was her. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, there you go. <laughs> she is, yes, my beloved Catwoman yeah. from 1966. Batman yeah. is older. I mean, this is 25 years older. So, like, you wouldn't notice, I don't think. And she's not acting. She is, you know, she's an el- uh, a getting older actress that is, again, this is where I'm like, she's in Hollywood. This is Favors. Probably worked with John Derrick in the 50s. And, you know, are you free for half an hour to stand in front of a black screen with Anthony Quinn? Say yeah. a few lines. She doesn't do anything. She delivers the exposition about the rules that you're you're trapped in this world. And I don't know. She, she's her, it's his first case, isn't it? Because he makes a virginity joke to the angel. She's like, you're my first human. Yeah. So we're getting like that. And she's like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I was her first down there, too. 
to Bod- which is lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Bolero. We, I've seen <laughs> Bolero. <laughs> we know that she was with, I wouldn't say George Scott, but no. <laughs> <laughs> George Scott spared the shame of being a John Derrick surrogate. Um, she was with the guy in Bolero, so Bo's had old men before <laughs> Scott. So, yeah, it's just like, like there is like slight tension as he's flirting with the angel. He's like, oh, you're a pretty young thing. Do you know if my dick works up here? Yeah. And it's just like, you've forgotten about your, like, the whole thing is meant to be like, we're kind of going with the ghost thing of like, their love was so strong death couldn't even keep them apart. That's... But as soon as he sees another woman, he's just like, oh, a hubba oh. hubba. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, yeah. I can't remember this bit. This is where I'm going to clear up. Does he, he kind of, does he trick or convince Julie Newmar to stick about? I can't remember what they actually talk about. I was too busy laughing. I thought she was just out of the picture immediately. She was just going, well, like, she okay, was like, yo, I'm your guardian. Here's how heaven works. You can go to heaven or you can stay in this in between. This is kind of, but he's in the in between because he killed package. himself, isn't it? What? I thought he was in the in-between because he committed suicide. Yeah, but like, I'm sure there's some choice if he's like, oh, you know, I have unfinished business, so I'm going to. Really, Julie Newmar, she has sent him to hell. <laughs> Literally, like, like, like that would have been great. You have three days, like close your business, and then yeah. the trap doors open, and yeah. you go. Like, <laughs> you're a monster of a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm sure she does it. But anyway, the gist is, he's allowed to kick about. Yeah. <laughs> he's in heaven's waiting room. He's in yeah, he's purgatory, in just like hanging around in this black void. Which, like, I don't know, Limbo's kind of seen as, like, uh, just, yeah, the, like, not a, not a desirable place. But this is fun. It's just like he's been killed in a video game. And he's just this omniscient, like, camera well, flying around it's talking so to It's so fucking and, weird as well, yeah, yeah. Because, it's like, even as we go on, first thing, his clothes changes between yeah. times here. So, like, yeah. I, I don't know. He's got a wardrobe in the void. What the yeah. fuck's the rule? But, like, the way they shoot it, so obviously he's in the void. And yeah. Bo is just looking off frame and calling out and replying to him yeah it's so fucking disjointed jarring yeah. and off it is awful it's so funny like i, I laugh <laughs> it does great on you but it, like they never interact they're never on no. screen again ever no again no the end of the film. so you god bless her you have to direct bo derrick speaking to a ghost which I assume this is John feeding her lines, you know, off frame, but yeah. it is so fucking weird and it's so it's so bad. There's yeah. you like do no effects and just have Anthony Quinn there and say only Bo Derek can see him. Yeah, Duh. exactly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Ghost, right? Just fucking make ghost. <laughs> I saw Brokeback Mountain in the West End a couple weeks ago and they have the older version of Heath Ledger's character. It starts with a kind of like like opens with him old version of him and then the whole thing is him kind of recalling like meeting meeting jake gyllenhaal and he's just kind of wandering around watching things happen and it's like it's good just to have this kind of weird ghostly mm-hmm. presence and ghost can't do it should have done that it should be like mm-hmm. ah, ah john you can look but you can't touch that would have been way more wouldn't have looked as shit and it would have been like i don't know I'm far be it for me to give John Derrick advice on directing, but actors playing off each other, maybe a good <sighs> idea. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. is a good idea. Maybe, maybe it is a yeah. good idea. <laughs> so yeah, so like John, John and Bo are talking. 
Like, yeah. she's freaked out, but not that freaked out. Because it's the funeral, he appears. It is the funeral is when she appears, and great laugh, like, when she just yeah. bake eyes, turns like, oh, Scott, is that you? Yeah. And everyone else in the funeral, straight face, like, this this bitch is going through some things, like, this, she's she's going through her trauma, she's struggling here. Great laugh. Unintentional. I, I think this yeah. is played for sincerity, but it's so fucking funny. And yeah. Just like again, like unintentional, like sincere stuff is so funny when it's delivered like this. Yeah, I'm gonna like it, it, it's my note. I think I originally wrote this about the suicide scene, but I didn't mention it, and it's still relevant here. Bo is the worst actor the Razzies have ever seen, so <laughs> we'll deal with it towards the end when we cover the like their like decade and like quarter century kind of like yeah great Razzie greatest hits, but like. I don't think it's any contest. I think like I, I think Pia. I think Madonna. I think like anyone else who's in contention. Madonna. Madonna's not. A, Madonna is a terrible actress, and I stand by it. Right, but Madonna's not. It, Madonna's not good, but she. But she is. is a, but she's an enter, of, She's an entertainer. Yeah. Right. She has a presence. She has a movement. She yeah. Is, yeah. She can't deliver lines very convincingly. She's yeah. weird at emoting, but she she can she can move. She's physical. She's capable of knowing where to like stand. She knows where cameras should be. She never looks lost. Pia Zadora tries. She's not weird, but she fucking tries. And, like, she can emote. And she can, you know, like, she can do stuff. Like, she can convince me. Whereas Bo in a million... Bo couldn't convince me, like, the lights are on. I just wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone who just stinks out every single moment of every second they are on screen as much as Bo Derek. Like, there's yeah. no moment in which I'm like, oh, you know what, that was okay. Or like, yeah. I can't, I can't cling to anything as like, well, you know, I see why they cast her because she might have yeah. failed with this, but she did bring this to the role, which, like, anyone else would be better than Bo Derek. I mean, yeah. you've got the the nudity. She's obviously just cast for her body, but like. She is so bad in yeah. terms of performance. It is horrendous. And we're not that harsh on people. Like, we compared to, like, fucking Mr. Razzie, we're always springing to the defense of people. But yeah, exactly. No we're always devil advocating with, like, yeah. oh, no, a performance isn't created in a vacuum, and the director <laughs> has to, and with lines like these, how are you going to, they're not working with, but no, this is, like, so much just at the foot of Bo Derek of like, yep. just cannot cannot conjure up anything other than actor awkwardly standing on a movie set. <laughs> um, <laughs> and because she is, you know, carrying this film as well. Like there yeah. is, there's no co-lead really. No, uh-uh. for her to share scenes with. Like it's all on yeah. her, and it's she can't. Jesus Christ, she's just she can't capable. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bo can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so she then immediately goes on kind of like a honeymoon, like her husband's dead and she goes off scuba diving. And um, um I'm trying to remember. She I I mean cuz she inherits all his money cuz he didn't know cuz he promised her he made her promise him that she wouldn't wear black at his funeral and oh, she would go God. on adventures and live life to the fullest. That yeah. was a suicide note and they didn't yeah. talk about it. And so he's like, is... actually, it turns out the afterlife is real and I have different plans for you both. Yeah, things have changed. So basically come to light. Yeah, so she's off. She's off fucking scuba diving, yeah. spending money, living life, getting over, you know, that's okay. That's that's a yeah. That's a grieving process to yeah. just have yeah. a big splurge. 
And she gets to lay eyes on um oh, what's his name? Oh, um Fausto. Fausto. Fisto yeah. is what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Fisto, but it might be um uh yes, played by somebody who I don't know. He's an he's a no name person that I didn't recognise. Uh, obviously Well, he's black thought, on Wikipedia, Leo. He's black. <laughs> He's he's foreign anyway. He's yeah. not he's not an actor. He's someone that, it's just like Bo that's been hired for his looks. Yeah, he is a um, fisher boy, a cabin boy, a slave boy, I guess for rich yeah. people. Like I you know a general giddy around the house to help out. And Bo Derek obviously sees him. Uh, she he sees her. He pursue, he pursues Bo. He sees Bo's yeah. beauty, and I think she I think she's naked. This might be one of her first. Yeah, so it's about twenty minutes. We get. Uh, about 20 minutes for nudity. Hey, that's progress, is yeah. my observation for that, because she's scuba diving, and then she gets onto the beach and strips off, and he sees her from afar, and we get a Hunter Biden boing. Yeah, I woke up, I woke up. And I like this bit as well. <laughs> I, I love this bit, because Anthony Quinn's like, I fucking dinner, like, don't even think about it. Like, this well, is a... <laughs> At first, he's That's like, no, the funny no, no, thing no. is, prior to yeah. this, I think they'd kind of had a conversation of like, oh, how do we stand and things. And well, he's like, he well, you know, to... I can't remember. He's like, I'm a ghost. He's like, yeah, well, I you want, know, I... you'll just like remain married to me because we get a title drop. Bo says, ghosts can't do, can't it. do it. It's that simple. <laughs> because all he is, he is, he is one horny ghost. He is lusting after <laughs> yeah. the flash of Bo. And she's, she's like. like... It's like the baby from Who from Roger Rabbit, where he's like, I got a 40-year-old libido. He's Gilbert Godfrey for he's some Gilbert's reason. He's back. like, I got a 40-year-old libido and a four-month-old Tinky. Do you know how horrible this is? John Derrick is just kind of being like, well, I do not have a corporeal form, so I'm kind of fucked here. Yep. But he floats the idea of like, hey, listen, Julie Newmar has just handed me a pamphlet on how ghosts work, and they can't do it, <laughs> but they can possess people. And so he's like, how about I possess someone, Bo, and then I can fuck you as them? And Bo's yeah. response to this is, that's kinky stuff. And I was like, <laughs> what? Demonic possession? Dabbling in Satanism? You've like breaking the fragile boundary between life and the after? <laughs> that's what you consider kinky, Bo? <laughs> And the following uh, line is, we don't do kinky. Yeah, stuff, she says, God. we've never been kinky. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's no, like, sacrificing goats. And it's like, it's just, it's truly bizarre. A horrendous so screenplay. And because then John is like, well, you know what? I might be open to the idea of you fucking another man if the other man is me. Because he's like would you choose a young man? And she's like, I've never really had one before. And he's obviously asking questions to which he does not want to know the answer because he yeah. flips out with, are you kidding? I was only 50. Yeah, only 50. <laughs> yeah. And, to- and that's, a, that's a good thing because I'm sure they mentioned they've been together for like 15 years. Yeah. I'm sure 15 so is again, you're going to so be So I'm using like... the math in my head. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. work out. But I don't know how old <laughs> Bo's meant to be. Like, Bo is obviously slightly it, more mature now than she was in Valero, but she's not she's not 21. <laughs> it says in Wikipedia, in spite of their 30-year-old age difference, so if the she's 30s. in her 40s, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, Bo Derek is in her 40s, but I think the character's maybe in her 30s. Yeah. 
And we met twenty years ago, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I was only fifty. You're only ten. <laughs> Um, yeah, because he's just a predator. He's like a he ghostly predator. predator, a spectral a predator. predator. So it would not surprise me if at all, just as he's waiting for a body to possess, he was waiting for her to turn 18. <laughs> like, yeah. Christ. So, yeah, just a lot of question marks about Bo and John's. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Not Bo and John. <laughs> Katie and Scott's relationship, which bears... No <laughs> resemblance to Bo and None John's relationship. Unfair to yeah. project. If you start saying Katie and Scott now instead of John and Bo, the audience is yeah, going to get yeah. confused. <laughs> I'm going to get well, confused. <laughs> the funny thing is, on Wikipedia, cast Bo Derek as Katie Scott, nay O'Dare. Why do we get her maiden name? Like, I don't think I've ever seen that on wikipedia it's not as if she gets no. like married during the like it's not as if we get a before and after yeah unless she goes back to using her maiden name after scott dies and anyway and then next anthony quinn as scott so is this an old guy thing where he's called scott he's, he's addressed by his surname like scrooge because i'm like do not tell me that scott's name is scott scott um Reed, you're trying to tell me that people don't <laughs> use their last name. <laughs> yeah, no, I never thought about that. I, I, I don't think it's mentioned. I didn't think surnames were mentioned once. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's a weird, yeah. weird addition. So my my note for this is just like, as much as I hated this film, this is amazing because it's just like it's so naked in terms of well. Ahoy. Um, it's so naked just in terms of like John Derrick's insecurities. Cause I'm like, I can't believe yes. he got away with this twice. It's just that it's that breaking bad meme of like he can't keep getting away with this. Like, how many films <laughs> is John Derrick gonna make about an older man? dealing with mortality and not being able to keep up with his younger Bo Derek. Like, it's... Well, this is it. This is the finale. This is the last John yeah. Derek picture. This is this is his swan song. This is his epilogue. This is his epitaph. Yeah. This is everything for him. This yeah. is the finale. They should, they should have saved this as a posthumous release. Like, our, our beloved yes. David Klein yes. cried. <laughs> like, just like, you know, maybe, like, six months after my funeral... Open up the oh, canister easy, and play. Easy, it, <laughs> yeah, because then the tagline can be "Ghosts can't do it." But it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this film is just like it's, it's, it's interminable as an experience, but as like on, on an intellectual level, it's amazing to just think of like, wow, this guy really was just spending millions of pounds to make like to do therapy like people are always like that's yeah. i feel like that's a regular thing on on twitter is like oh which director most incorporates their fetishes into their films and people are like oh like david lynch and this and tarantino and feet and like they just pale in comparison to john derrick who has oh, made yeah. two films oh, yeah. two films <laughs> that are nothing but his cuckold fantasies um, like, yep. <laughs> you've got to applaud him on some level because 
because it's yep. just like you've got to. Well, yeah, most people would maybe like write this in a diary and not show it to the world, but like he's yeah, you speak it to yeah, a therapist exactly. or something. He's yeah. just working through his issues on not the biggest scale because again, twenty five thousand dollars, but like mm. I just like it's it's wild how this and Bolero are just like. I, 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 I wish he'd just been cryogenically preserved or he'd been like robot John Derek, AI John Derek, Futurama head in a jar. I wish John Derek was still working <laughs> just so we could get I continued really variations. I want his Megalopolis. Yeah. I want his later day Jack. Yeah. I want his I want his spiral into I want his Netflix yeah. deal. I want to see everything that he's made. Every out on. variation on like John Derrick is like John Derrick's like a vampire. We could get John Derrick's Nosferatu. That kind of fits with the template. We could get John Derrick mm-hmm. as like just some like immortal being that doesn't age. Oh no, Bo Derrick maybe doesn't age, and John Derrick does. No, no they've got to age because that's going to make it funnier. Like no, no, yeah, I mean 20, in the film. I'm release. just trying to think up like. Yeah, no, but like yeah, yeah. In his later day releases, I want a hundred and ten year old man trying to get it up for his 84-year-old wife. <laughs> you know, I, his hot, young 84-year-old wife. I, want I just want the baby. 84-year-old Bo Derek <laughs> playing a 30-year-old character. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I also want, like... I'm trying to think what John Derek's Benjamin Button would be like. If, like... Yeah, yeah. Because it... That That's why it needs to be John Derek's Twilight, I guess, is you deem the, the timelessness of just, like... They he mm. always needs to be older, and I can't quite. Listeners, give me a little bit of time, and I will come out with like uh, a pitch document of like a hundred ideas for how we could make John. <laughs> I I would I'm I am keen for this. Like, how do I get Mickey yeah. Rooney into it? How do I get all these stars from the forties and fifties? <laughs> the credit courses. <laughs> I, I want that. So, my next note is when John Derek is planning the scheme basically he's like okay so fausto needs to die and when fausto is dead i can steal his body and so they're planning to possess fausto and my note here which isn't yeah sorry to interrupt i i don't know if i'm just being pernickety but i don't think that's possession yeah it's like Um, necromancy i think i thought you had to be yeah yeah that's a strange thing here i i I don't think Julie Newmar is a yeah. good angel. That's all it's I'm just like, say. I've been struggling to think <laughs> about like the the comparisons for this film. Because what, what genre? Okay, Wikipedia has this as a romantic crime fantasy comedy film. This isn't. This is a horror film. Fucking hell. You can't just throw everything in and say it's a fucking different genre. If This is a, a romantic... Uh, an erotic fantasy film. Yeah, this is John Derrick's fantasy it. film. I think this is a horror because I yeah. think it's Get Out. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I think it it's just Get Out of like, <laughs> I'm going to steal your body and you're not going to be in the sunken place, but you're probably going to be in the shimmering afterlife just watching you yeah. use this boomer white fuck. It's using like Bradley, Bradley Whitford's yeah. going to be voting for Obama three times in your body um, and you're just like yeah. doomed to watch it. So, yeah, like, my question was like, are we meant to think John Derrick is evil? Because he is, but I don't think this film is. He is like, evil. You know. No, the film's not the film. The film because John Derrick doesn't think John Derrick. Exactly. Evil. You've got to think in his. He never thought there was anything wrong with grooming a yeah. thirteen-year-old. Like this is all. I he's hate, the hero. I hate to do the baby brain of like, you know what? I don't think Patrick Bateman is a good guy, or like the 
protagonists don't have to be morally good people or like depiction does not equal endorsement i hate to be one of those people but like obviously like mary harrod martin scorsese they're kind of looking like the camera looks at the protagonist in a way where they're kind of like yeah you know like we're not holding this guy up but i don't think john derrick like john derrick doesn't have a problem with his actions which makes us a kind of no, interesting no, no, wealth no, no. commentary. It's kind of like Parasite. It's like, yeah, no, it's my God-given right to a new heart or indeed a new body because Faust is not well, going to do anything with it. it. It frames the other rich lad, whose name I don't remember and the actor I don't remember, the the businessman that helps Bo. It paints him yeah. as more of the villain because John Derrick keeps saying, like, oh, don't let him touch it. He's yeah. only wanting one thing. He's a dirty old man. <laughs> With and, no ounce like, of there's self-awareness. No, there's <laughs> no self-awareness to it. But the other guy, whose name I don't know, I'm just going to call him businessman, he, he's all right. Yeah. He's a nice lad. He is really supportive of Bo. He helps in the deal. He takes her out, like, fucking playing football or yeah. polo or something. Like, you know, like, he doesn't, Raper or like do anything the like high, I don't, high I think, bar to clear. He doesn't rape a high her. Bar. He's like Well that, Okay, wait, I wait, 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 wait. The, before I we get to, onto this, that's my next note. There. But I before we leave John Derrick being evil. Okay. Like I don't think John Derrick thinks his character is evil, but this thing is so fucking sinister and I hate it. It's... And the whole time I was like, I am just rooting for Dan Aykroyd to come in and blast this motherfucker. Like, this movie needs to oh, end with him God. getting, like, <laughs> proton packed into the uh, I don't want, I don't. I don't want John Derrick's ghost to get no, Dan Aykroyd a no. blowjob. That's what um, I was like. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do think as well, though, I want to say in the evil part, Fisto is really yeah. innocent. He's a proper, just nice lad. He's, a, he's the Bo perfect, Derek he's who Bo Derek should be, because he's like a fellow himbo, like, he's, airhead. That's just, just like... Yeah, he's yeah. an airhead. He just, like, I, I think you're attractive, you think I'm attractive. There's nothing else happening. So, like, all the sympathy goes to Fisto, and that's like, I, I you know, like, that's evil. This guy's got his whole life ahead of him. Here's this decrepit old man yeah. ghost wanting to hijack him. Oh. Yeah, evil. Yeah. Pure evil. Okay, so my next note is the rapist. So take it away, Kyle. Yeah, great. So this is for context. I think we've already had an appearance from our man at this point. So I'll try and build yeah. it up. But Bo is closing a deal from John Derrick's yeah. business. I don't remember what the deal was. I don't think yeah. it's important. And Mr. Businessman is the one that's helping this. I think it's his, I think it's John Derrick's partner, like business partner. But like he's a uh, you know he you got this Bo and Bo's like I got a good teacher you know John Derrick's told me everything I need to say and at this business meeting I think there's a there's a few Asian lads and there's of course what this film is known for and who would that man be? <laughs> well it's only the 45th president of the United Who's... States it's only the fucking 45th star of Home Alone. It's only the Tango and... Mussolini Mango Mussolini fuck <laughs> Mango Mussolini <laughs> Keeping it in. <laughs> yes, Mr. Donald J. Trump yeah. is Donald Trump, in this I like film. to call him. Uh, <laughs> Big Don. He yeah. he's playing himself. Yeah. But and I told you this before when I watched it, because I did see him, I do remember his part yeah. briefly. I'm convinced he isn't playing himself. And he is, yeah. but they never call him they never name him. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I was when I watched it or remembered it, I thought he was acting as a character. Yeah, he's not, but he is kind of. It's it is a weird 
cameo. What's your thoughts on it, though? Well, I just want to give you a piece of IMDb trivia relating to him, which says, The yacht that can be seen in the background in the scene with Donald Trump was his yacht, Trump Princess, at the time. It was built by Benetti in 1980 for Adnan Khashoggi, who named it Nabila. It was used in the James Bond film Never Say Never Again. Trump later sold it to Prince Al-Walid bin Talal, who renamed it Kingdom 5KR. So, Hmm. if we get the boat with Trump on it, the Trump princess, the Ivanka, Mm -hmm. gentlemen, I want to take you out of my beautiful boat, the Ivanka. (laughs) (laughs) If we get that, that's all I need to know to have him as he's playing Donald Trump. But, yeah, I think he's good. I think he steals the show. I think he's the best performer. He's not, yeah, not he's, yeah he's fine. He's, he's fine. not the best performer. In a film in which fine. everyone stinks, he's yeah, like he's, he's better he's than John and Bo. He says his lines. Yeah. He he looks not at the camera. Yeah. He's great. He's like he's like me today in this episode. He's glowing. <laughs> he has like a great bat. He's very well lit. He's angelic. Is yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He's got this halo around him. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. He's it is distracting. But it is also a, a sit-up moment of, yeah. oh, fuck. You know, you were, yeah, if at any point you were starting to drag, yeah. the appearance of John Donald Trump is going gonna, is gonna to get you back to attention. I think on this basis, he could have played Robert Redford in a decent proposal. Uh, yeah, like, on, honestly, there's not, it, there's, there's, it's the same with Home Alone too, though. Yeah. Like, he, he, he knows what to do in front of a camera. Yeah. It's fucking Trump. He's it's magnetic. Not, not, He's charismatic. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Bush, even rather than be an actor yeah. becoming the most hated person on the face of the planet, he could have become a beloved character actor. <laughs> he could have become a beloved Razi winner. <laughs> yeah, he, he is fine though. He he's just there to. He has a few lines with Bo. He's impressed by her. Yeah. Businessness. Yeah. I don't know the fucking word. Business. Actor. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. that's it. That's it. Whatever. He's barely. There's not actually that much to talk about with Trump. He, yeah. He's in two scenes, shot in an hour, probably because he was hanging out with producers or someone. The yeah. boat thing makes sense now. Fuck it, you know, we'll have a party on your boat. Come and do a few scenes. She does say that she read his book and that's why she was good yeah. or like negotiating. She yeah. knew that she knew the art of the deal. So I think there was yeah. a little bit quid quid pro quo there. Like you help us, we'll we'll name drop your book, put you on a title, you know, give you a credit. Yeah. Everyone's. Well. He's like, do you think there is any element of the art of the deal that covers demonic possession? Like, <laughs> you know what? These young boat hands, they'll let yep. you do anything. When you're famous, you can do anything. Touch them, squeeze them, grab them by the body. <laughs> I mean, it's either it's either that, it's either that, or he just needed his SAG card. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love if Trump had written, like, the manual on, like, if Trump had, like, a demonic art of the deal, like, the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. <laughs> if Trump was, like, the guy who guided them through demonic possession. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, anyway, I, I will get back on. So, that's that's the setup, the rape scene. Yeah. So, these these other side, the Donald Trump side, or the, I think it's the Asian lads that yeah. send uh, the would-be assassin after Bo Derek, yeah, who is none other than Mickey Knox. Fantastic to see him pop up. Uh, again, Mickey I don't Knox, know if who's credited as, as the Pill Man. Okay, that's, I thought it would be Hitman or or Heavy or something like Heavy Number One. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do much. He he does get a good little, he gets great lines. He gets great weird, weird, weird fucking moments. But essentially, he's come here to 
look like he's going to assassinate, like fear, intimidate, bodatic, into taking sleeping pills. Yeah. So she will miss the big meeting, the big yeah. business meeting yeah. with Mr. Trump. And she fucking flees naked through this mansion as he's chasing her. And with the, again, this is where, this is my moment of holy fuck, bro. Like, holy fuck. She's, I think, I think the line is, no, no, you're going to rape me. And she, and it is, it is, I've delivered it with the same cadence as she has there. Yeah. Like, it's fucking shocking. She jumps into a swimming pool and tries to hide behind a pillar, which is stupid, which is utter stupid. Yeah, like, the, like yeah. he, he's five feet behind you. Yeah. He watched you jump in and, you know, now you can't escape. Like, yeah, you yeah. fucking moron. Uh, and yeah, like, he shoots a little shot, like, into the marble just to be like, come on now. Like, yeah. wisen the fuck up. Take the pills. <laughs> And this is a really, really weird scene because John Derrick's ghost comes back to go, but he wasn't with her. He wasn't yeah, in the room. No. He he heard her scream. Well, he's the respectful. Line is, he's not going to hang out in a woman's bedroom. No, but the, what's, what's he... Consent, well, that's so. it. The line, the line is like, oh, I could hear that. I know that scream anywhere as I came running, you know? And <laughs> from where? I'm like, what? To where? From where? What were you fucking doing? Like, you're a ghost. He was hitting Who on his angel. On? <laughs> he was just yeah. like, so, uh, you got any plans after this? Oh, wait, hang on. And I'm, like, I'm getting a call on line two. <laughs> I'm like, you are just sitting on that beach with all those women, aren't you? Just... <laughs> <laughs> chugging, a, chugging one out as I go. John Derrick's just spying on women in changing rooms. <laughs> Why? You, yeah, I was like, you, you're going to come back and be like, eh, maybe this session thing wasn't such a good idea. I can yeah. just fucking hang about here and perv on everyone. <laughs> so I don't, again, I don't know the rules. I thought he had to be like watching over his wife, the power of love and all yeah. this shit that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, you can't just on a plane yeah. and like, i don't know what the fuck he can do as a ghost um, yeah he's just it's it's the love of tale he's bradley cooper he's john peters in licorice pizza you know i love tale so much it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me one of these days and I, <laughs> I'm in, so he's like he's like he tells bo he's like i know this old he's like oh if this was the good old days you know and i could i, could, I would have fucking just sparked him out the line <laughs> is if you were only a man and these were the good old days there you go. So there I think he's fantasizing about Bo being a man now. <laughs> Bo being a man and having some fisticuffs. Yeah. But he's like, but you know, you're not a man. Yeah. And uh, he has a gun. So I got this trick. But maybe he you can the... possess the man, Bo. <laughs> a man. <laughs> so she's like, you know, the trick is you, put, you take the pills and put, yeah. them in, put them inside your cheek. Yeah. And even Bo is like, that is the oldest fucking trick in the book. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Bo Derek is telling john derek this is a bad idea this is this is how fucking bad an idea it is yeah and he's like oh no but look at look at mickey knox there he's, he's even stupider than you are um, yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. fall he'll fall for it yeah. and it's so fucking this is the weirdest production part for me because the cut from her taking the pills and it's a hard cut to her face down ass up on a bed yeah like instantly like there's no like I, Mickey Knox doesn't get a line like I didn't see you take swallow them or yeah. like show me show me them on your tongue or some shit. No, 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 just hard cut. She's failed. Mickey Knox is gone. She is now drugged on a bed in like night clothes, like pajamas. Yeah. And John Derek's like, wake up, fight the pills, fight the fucking pills. Like yeah. you got to go to the meeting. And it's so abrupt and weird and. I, I stopped. I got. I, I thought maybe the copy fucked up. Like maybe it skipped yeah. ahead or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. It just felt like scene missing. Yeah. And I rem. That's when I was like, maybe John Derek. I was giving you too much credit as a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't. I didn't know how to 
edit this or see get together from the script so it's just hard cut yeah. she's she's drugged up and now john uh, bo derek has to act drugged up which is which is great which is good fun for all so what's your thoughts i was like uh, this is my big moment this was the uh, the biggest thing i wanted to talk about what, what's your thoughts on this bizarre um honestly i was kind of checked out by this point so i was just I'm like okay totally, a totally. guy's trying to rape and or murder bo derek that's just what this the, film needed. So wait, I'm going to tell you the line I checked out because I'm I'm talking about how fun this film was and yeah. how much I enjoyed it. And I know you're saying it was better riffing if it was in person. I yeah. recommend watching this with friends. The last half hour though is a slog, and I think the line is from her friend. I, I'm a white witch. You know when all that shit's happening. Yeah. I I was done. I was after I, I was ready to watch it on fast forward. Just get to the fucking point. Wrap this shit up. So. My my notes. Why did God make you so young? This is fucking painful. <laughs> I can't remember who says that line, but like, why did God make you, know you so young? You know who said that line. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next line, interminable. And then I just have killing the young guy. So like, we just get so much padding that like. It's kind of like how you know Hamlet. This uh, this is perhaps the only time that Ghost can't do it has been compared to Hamlet. But you know how Hamlet basically just boils down to Hamlet agonizing, like, "Hmm, if I kill my uncle this way, will this send him to heaven? Uh, should I do it? Should I do it? My dad, this ghost is telling me to kill someone, but do I really want to?" This is John Derek's Hamlet, starring Bo Derek as Hamlet. <laughs> so. <laughs> she has to kill the younger guy because, yeah, he needs to be dead. And so while getting to know him, she fucks him a bunch of times. And... Yeah, uh, at, at John's request at first yeah. as well, because to get to know the body, you know, to make it a good fit. So when I inhabit it, you're happy with it, basically. Yeah. Is it big enough? Yeah, you, you does know, he like... have a micropenis? We need to know yeah. these things before I'm locked course, into that I'm... body for another 50 years. <laughs> so yeah like to run through it yeah test drive everyone knows you don't Bet, commit yeah. to buying a car before you can get behind the wheel and just so um... Bo Derek and Fisto hook up and because we need John, John... Derek's cuckold fantasy of like yeah, no, but, it but needs John's to be someone else's John, John starts not getting happy about it as Bo starts to go wait a minute maybe cold blooded murder isn't the solution It's you know and she's She's fucking she crazy. She gets cold you know? feet about killing him. Yeah, because yeah, Fisto gonna... sees her. Fisto sees her talking to the ghost. Yeah, she Fisto sees her pull a gun on him, you know, and argue with the ghost about shooting him in the chest. Because does she not? Is head. she not going to sleeping pill him? Well, she wants the rat poison. Oh, rat poison! I knew it was rat poison, poison and her. then she kind of pulls out the gun. It's like, don't you but dare! Don't, if any yeah. of you motherfuckers move, I'm gonna blow the hell out of exactly yeah. it so and then john derek's ghost gets jealous he's like yeah. fuck you're not gonna kill fisto yeah you're gonna you're gonna marry him and i'm gonna watch you pound each other for the <laughs> rest of eternity am i oh no i'm going to be <laughs> oh, stuck <no. laughs> watching my wife fuck a younger man what a tragedy um, truly this is unendurable torment <laughs> but in a nice twist of fate when they go scuba diving, snorkeling, or whatever, disaster yeah. strikes, and Fisto drowns, and CPR, yeah, CPR, Bo gives the kiss of life, yeah. she performs CPR, yeah. but as she does, in the moment of death, what happens? Well, you guessed it, fucking John Derek's ghost jumps into Fisto, 
in the weirdest, weirdest way to convey it possible. He has now got the, is the body of Fisto with yeah. the voice of seven-year-old Anthony Quinn. And then... It's like the deep fake Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, where it's like, okay, you've got this plastic young face, but you still sound like yeah. an eighty-year-old. And I, man. I just didn't expect it because I expected her to be like, "Yeah, Scott, Scott, is it yeah. you?" And him to be like, "Hey, bit, you know, yeah. like not, a, yeah, maybe a little bit of inflection or something." Yeah, yeah. There's a change. I didn't expect the dubbed voice of a seven-year-old man to come out of those lips. Yeah, no, and I dude, laughed. I was I, I, my final laugh. I was so fucking. I was like, John, you've done it again. Yeah. Just when I thought you were out, you pulled me back in. Found so fucking funny. And then that's it. They sleep together. They go horse riding. Fisto falls off a horse because apparently it's not an athletic body, despite it being a very athletic body. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's not, 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 as, not as good as not the 8 <laughs> spry body of Scott. So, yeah. That has a heart attack with the slightest inclination. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... They would uh, crumble to dust if you got an erection. No, 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 that's, <laughs> that's the body of steel. <laughs> <laughs> this guy who's been performing manual labor, like, <laughs> this guy... And, and then... <laughs> Yeah, is, is not as fit this like strapping six pack yeah guy who goes swimming every day and just lives in the sun is not as fit as a billionaire who just lounges around all day an 80 year old billionaire and then the final scene is Fisto and Bo in the stables yeah. the stable boy it's the oldest trope He's, yeah. again it's an ancient man doing this yeah. and this is also the point where I did click as well as oh it's the line is you know she's stumbling away yeah. and she's like no more no more you're you're i'm gonna die like yeah. i need to stop you're gonna kill me and fisto with evil in his eyes comes pounding over the bale, you know like the hay bales he comes jumping over like well then prepare to die yeah. <laughs> and he crawls towards her like a fucking exorcist and it's intended to be like romantic i get it yeah it isn't it it's comes not. off it comes off rapier than the mickey knox scene <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And then that's it. Then you're done. And then roll fucking credits. Well, I have a line written here. I can't remember at what point it comes, but I think it's John Derrick and Faust's body. As you kids say, I am out of here. I'm out of here. (laughs) You kids, you kids in the 80s, 20 years ago or whatever said this. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And then we roll the credits and which gives me my final laugh that, and yes, that was really Donald Trump as yeah. his credit. I also noticed, I cut it out on this, the dog, I don't remember there being a dog, he's called Polo, but yeah. he's in um, quotation marks, so I don't know if that's his stage name or... He does, he's just... being Alan Smithy, is that what you're yeah, suggesting? Yeah, yeah, he's been Alan Smithy, I think the dog, the dog was built higher than Trump though, so yeah. that's fun. <laughs> And yeah, that's us. Roll us out. Yeah, so that brings us to an end of one of the most interminable films that we have had to watch it's, for. It's this. one of the. It is it's arguably the worst film. I, I I rank it higher than Bolero because it's funner and funnier. It's yeah, weirder. yeah. You're right. You can talk about it. You're right. Yeah. Bolero is forgettable, and that's a worse sin for me. But in terms of, if you were to sit in a theater, pay a ticket for this, and watch this film fucking jesus christ what this is weird and more concerning i would say because because bolero is just kind of straight up like cuckold fantasy yes whereas this is more like there's more of a malevolent feel to this film and like it just seems like it's it's so scattergun and that's why i'm asking all these questions of like does john Derek know he's evil 
does this like that's why we have you said it was a twist but i think it's a weird moral calculus of like if Bo murders fausto then suddenly this just like you can't have your protagonist do something that terrible and recover from it but yeah. at the same time i don't want to not fuck Bo again so he just dies in a happy twist of fate where we yes. our hands are completely clean yeah like this just has it's so scattergun where like like the half-assed murder subplot whatever it's like the the half-assed like oh Bo's gonna do business now maybe it just mm-hmm. like he doesn't seem to have the vim or like vigor for anything even the way that like Bo Derek shot on the sex scenes. He doesn't have the yeah. same juice that he does have in Bo he Nero. Doesn't. It's he, kind of like his he heart's not ha- in it. As a, as like literally, his heart's failed. <laughs> it's given up. Uh, that's it is a t- like it's weird. If it didn't, if it had a normal script, if this had the Valero script, but the tired old John Derek, this would have been fucking horrific. Yeah, because the basic thing like Valero was a bigger budget, but it was also more grandiose it was more you know he had more of a vision yeah this is so flat and boring looking at times if you took out the weird shit this would be horrific yeah i'm gonna say as well i did try and think of you know the quickest solution to fix this film yeah you you can't you have to recast rewrite redirect reshoot like this is in my opinion an impossible film to quickly fix so the the slightest fix i can do Mm -hmm. to make it somewhat better i think lies in the title i think ghosts can't do it is the worst title for a film i've ever heard in my life yeah if this was just ghost or a ghost love story or love ghost or you know ghost romance or whatever spiritual love call it whatever the fuck you want just pull out of a bag you know random random words to do with spectral spectral love boom done yeah you could at least market it and make something yeah but ghosts can't do it is the worst title ever it sounds it sounds like a fucking modest day in the time song <laughs> it sounds, you know ghosts can't do it parentheses but they are funky or something you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ghosts can't do it, do it parentheses funk oh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's such a stupid title that's the only thing that you could you could cover up you could make a box art out of it a better title on it and trick people into viewing it but the actual film itself nothing nothing can be done other than major major heart surgery yeah but what about you what's your what's your solutions well as i said donald trump expand him give give donald trump some involvement with the supernatural subplot that that improves this massively or even just like donald trump winks is like you know i wasn't actually born in this body um, like some someone else for this <laughs> um, uh, or Trump asks like Scott for like you know where we could get one of those good looking Faustos <laughs> I'm thinking of doing this myself <laughs> um, <laughs> that is one option the other one we've kind of alluded to is John Derrick being on camera and not having the weird yeah. afterlife thing so one of my favourite directors one of my favourite films David Lowry's Ghost Story we just have John Derrick wearing a sheet in shot. <laughs> like, I mean, I'd love that. It's that that's fulfilling his weird porn ambitions. If imagine yeah. Fausto and Bo Derrick are fucking, and then there's just a ghost in a bed sheet watching in the corner. I mean, that's it. There, there's so much potential as well. You add more ghosts. Yeah. Put in like things. Yeah. You can, there's so much to do with yeah. this like idea, but 
again, you're he's making something. He's not interested in that. Yeah. He's not it's interested. Just, That's not what John therapy wants. doesn't deal with other people. You're not speaking about like your friends' imagined problems. You're speaking solely about like I am worried that I will die before fucking my wife as many times as I would like, and this is her damn fault for being so young and hot. Yeah, sure is. Because I was unable to fuck her for the first eighteen years of her life, which is a crime. Uh, 14 years, remember, it's John <laughs> So, do we even need to say the Razzie-worthy? This is Razzie-worthy. Razzie cut and dry. Worthy. One of the cut most just, yeah, send them away. In your every, honor, guilty. every category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Bake them away, toys. Yeah. yeah. So, the awards which this film garnered. Shared, worst picture, obviously. Ford Fairlane fucked. I would like Ford Fairlane, the sequel to this film, where he has to solve the murder of, uh, well, no one, actually, I guess. No one, yeah, no, no one died. No, Ford yeah, Fairlane, no spectral murders. detective, where he works out, yeah. like, hey, that's not what I doing there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Oh, my God. No way. The guy, oh. John Derrick, isn't nominated for worst actor. No, uh, Anthony Quinn isn't Yeah, nominated. yeah. Like, um, the, I mean... He he's uh, it's hard. It's, he's not good. He's not good. He's very tired and drunk, feeling like it. But he is also in a black screen room, speaking to himself for most of it. He is what we said about Bo Derek. Of he is the one that's working with like. I, I I guess this maybe comes back to like people we've worked with in the past who maybe mm -hmm. have created fancy lands in their back garden mm -hmm. or just living out. He's dealing with that with John yes. Derrick. Just he's playing he's he's engaged in like this shouldn't be shown in the cinemas. This should be a home video for yes. John Derrick to watch. He's doing one man wish fulfillment and doing the best and he can it. under the circumstances. When, when, when you look but at I think it he's a, bad. Uh, it, it's exactly it. I I don't know how bad I like in terms of Razi. He's for worse me. than the dice man. He's worse than the Dice Man for oh, sure. I mean, he is. He is. He is worse than the Dice Man. That pains me. Every, everybody in this is worse than everybody in Warfare. <laughs> okay. like, I'm not going to defend it. But I, I have Another fix for this film, cameo from Gilbert Godfrey, the ghost. His ghost leaves Ford for <laughs> oh, Elaine. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, fucking shit. My Christ. <laughs> John Derrick's possessing a young... Ah, get me out of here. You can't say holy fucking shit, my Christ in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sign me up. Okay, I just think I, I, I think that you're a little more keen on Scott than I am, but when you see these nominations, you're going to take yeah. that all back. Okay. So, <laughs> worst actress, Bo Derek won for Ghost Can't Do It as Katie. Yeah, well earned. Nothing really to say. Worst supporting actor, Donald J. Trump, cameo as himself in Ghost Can't Do It. I think that's undeserved. I don't think he should have even been nominated. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I understand why he's here. I, I get yeah. it. Like it's this is a Razzie pop culture dunk, but it isn't warranted. Yeah, he's still not good. Like he's better than most people. He's still not good though. Um, so if I can't, if if Quinn's got to be here, Trump's got to be here. Okay, they I... all go. They all go down on the ship together. They all drown in a fishing net together. A suicide <laughs> pact. I go. Skipped. <laughs> Yeah, then we have Leo Damien in Ghost Can't Do It as Fausto. So it, it, it's it's very much the um Fabio role, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not good. Yep, yeah. he's not an actor. 
Worst supporting actress, Julie Newmar in Ghost Can't Do It as Angel. Yeah, she is rough. She is very rough. Yeah, she deserves it. Worst director, John Derrick for Ghost Can't Do It, one of the most well-deserved Razzies in history. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was only nominated for Worst Screenplay, written by John Derrick, because it obviously lost out to my beloved Ford Fairlane. Insane! Insane! Because whatever you might not like about Ford Fairlane, on a structural level, it's clear and there's a plot. Whereas this is just yep. like d- deluded, rambling fantasies of <laughs> an old man with a fetish. Yep, 100%. Worst new star, Leo Damien and Ghost Can't Do It as Fausto. And <laughs> then Donald Trump in Ghost Can't Do It as himself. So, yeah. Yep, that's, yep, that's, they're all warranted. There's no arguments for me. And that's it. That's the lineup for Ghost Can't Do It. And we will be heading on to the second half of the podcast in a brief moment, which we will discuss all of the other winners and nominees for the year of 1990, including an old friend who we're going to visit under a graffiti bridge. Welcome back to the second half of watching Worst Films in which we cover all Mm -hmm. of the other winners and nominees. So, Worst Picture, getting off to a flyer, Rocky V. Oh, fuck, it's 1990, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Rocky V, I have spoke at length about my distaste, my disdain, rather, for Rocky V. It's the worst Rocky by a mile. It's got good intentions. There's lots to like about it. There is there is good in there. It's just compared to the others, every single other one is by far the black sheep. It's by far the worst. It's also like the biggest missed opportunity. Rocky Five's yeah. the one I'd want to do. Coming off Rocky Four, going back to the roots, going back to the city, like humbling Rocky is such yeah. a good beat and then you know reading 10 years down the line 20 years down the line for rocky six balboa you've got such an opportunity to have a great great little stopping point a bookmark a bookend wrap it up to lead on to the future and you miss all of that by just not really getting what rocky one was either and remaking it is not the way like in the 90s sleazy cheesy horrible horrible way to do it yeah rocky five sucks it, i really don't like it it's worse than ford fairlane but better than ghost can't do it wow wow yeah. i was not expecting to hear those i i i i would i have much more fun watching ford fairlane like yeah rocky five is again there's bits i like about it like i'm not saying it's a, a razi worthy winning picture so it's not yeah a thousand times better than ghost can't do it but I, Ford Fairlane is a much funner, greater, like fresher adventure to go on. But yeah, it does deserve to be here. It deserves to be here for other things. I don't think Worst Picture, Rocky Five. It deserves other things. Supporting actor, screenplay, director. I, I won't argue them. Stallone deserves some stuff for this, but that the overall picture isn't probably Rossi winning or nominated worthy. Certainly, if we're using Ghost Can't Do It as the mm-hmm. barometer, mm-hmm. it's it's miles better than that. I had to look up my thoughts on Letterboxd because I watched all of these in the pandemic, all of the Rocky films apart from one and the Creed films, so they kind of blur into one a little bit, so I can't quite remember it. But this is the one where Rocky overcomes brain damage via montage. (laughs) This is Tommy Gun. This is the boxing film with no boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has got Sage Stallone 
is size. Yeah. So um, this this isn't good. Uh, it's got Bill Conti back his music. That's yeah. that's a that's a <laughs> plus, but it's also a negative because the trajectory of the films getting Survivor and cheesier in eighties to go back yeah. to Conti and not use like a, a modern updating of the original and you know tying it in is stupid. You've got Conti in Kratom kid mode, but not Rocky One mode. So like yeah it's it's a mess but it's still fun i mean you know, yeah if you're a rocky fan watch it if you're not a rocky yeah, fan stay away from it <laughs> it's not dreadful it's just bad and yeah yeah my note for that was like it, it, performance wise it's one of the most ropey in the franchise like it feels like you're just watching like rehearsal footage mm-hmm. at certain points but anyway moving on to another film which is kind of shaky in that regard Graffiti Bridge. Graffiti Bridge. So your second, you've watched this. I'll spoil it for everyone. You've you've told yeah. me you watched this. Um, mm-hmm. So from the so now in, I like this. I've seen Purple Rain and Cherry Moon. You've seen Cherry Moon and Graffiti Bridge. We meet exactly. together in the yeah. middle under the Cherry Moon. I like it. So what's yeah. your thoughts on Graffiti Bridge? It's crap. It's dreadful. <laughs> it's it's so much worse than Under the Cherry Moon. Because that was why I made this a priority. I was like, oh, I had a good time with yeah. Under the Cherry Moon a couple of weeks ago. I want to see. Like, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing more. And, like, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's just, like, I don't know. On this basis, I'm like, how on earth can Purple Rain be good? Mm. Because this is just, like, like a Joel Schumacher Batman with Prince. He's just wandering through this kind of, like, weird, like, kind of <laughs> backlot, like, studio Which... set. And Prince is... Which is Purple Rain as well, but Purple Rain's yeah. fun. Yeah. I, I think when you take... I think maybe the time period helps Purple Rain a lot more than six years or whatever, four years down the line. But yeah, continue, continue. I think I read somewhere that, like, at this point in time, Prince was beginning to have his, like, religion arc. Yeah. And so he's kind of caught in between the like sexual lothario and like no actually i'm like a not um i'm a symbol yeah. <laughs> yes yeah yeah so it's just like prince is so boring he's got like big hair and he's very sort of christ-like in his imagery but he he's just kind of moping around you know what and, like, you, you know what i'm gonna fucking ask though you know exactly what yeah. i'm going to ask how is the man himself the main event the reason you watch the film morris day he steals the show. Yeah, <laughs> Morris Day is great. Like if you cut Phil, if you cut Prince out of the film, you might have something. Yeah, because like I think one of the things that hurts Graffiti Bridge is like I don't think the Prince songs are that good. Like it's not like you don't get Kiss or you yeah. don't get the Mountains from Under the Cherry Moon, and you don't get Purple Rain. You don't get Purple Rain. Rain. <laughs> so. But whenever he's not on screen, like the performances from other people, like there's the when the time performance good, and then there's like a woman who performs, which is also good. And whenever Prince isn't on screen, like Morris Day and Jerome, I'm like, could I not just be watching the two? Of you? Yeah, they're the like, why am I? Because <laughs> like, they've got great double act. I was trying to yeah. say that with Cherry Moon, like them in Purple Rain, like where Jerome is his little sidekick. That yeah. type, what they do in the time together. Yeah. Is so yeah. fucking good. It's so entertaining. Yeah, it's weird that Prince's proteges can overshadow him. Yeah, because he's fucking Prince as well. You never think anyone's gonna <laughs> take the limelight away. Yeah. Oh well, so... that's kind of, it's kind of what I expected though. I expect because you know no one talks about Graffiti Bridge. It's a forgotten sequel that gets yeah. buried away. 
and it wasn't successful. So there's so, but compared to Ford Fairlane and Ghosts, worse than Ford, but better than Ghosts. Kind of more boring than Ghosts. Yes, like it's 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 not good, but it's just kind of like it's like it's not ridiculously bad. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of boring, a bit dull, and like why did you make this? What's going on here? It's kind of like it's it's kind of what we floated in that like it's a Hangover Part Two. Of yes. like you can tell Prince probably didn't really want to make it. Yes. And there's not a clear idea on why it needs to exist. No. But after Under the Cherry Moon, they were like, Well, you're not getting another original film. No. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Then we have the Bonfire of the Vanities. Vanities. Have you but seen I, that? I have I, it's my few De, one of the few De Palmas I've never seen, simply oh. because I have no interest in it. Yeah. <laughs> um have you seen it? I watched it for this. Okay. In one ear, out the other. For a film with Bruno, with Tom Hanks, yeah. it's just like, it's like, what are you trying to do? Like, there are some scenes which are sort of shot well, and like, F. Murray Abram drops a load of racial slurs. Mm-hmm. We get a bold Morgan Freeman. There's like little glimmers of moments mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, this is something bizarre. But mostly it's just odd and like everyone seems miscast. Okay. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a bad David O. Russell film. Where All right. I was watching this big ensemble and you're like, okay, this is kind of kooky. It's like a little Amsterdam y, that kind of thing. Okay, where yeah. you're like, two, a lot of people doing weird accents and things everyone kind of seems miscast and i'm not entirely sure why all of these people agreed to commit their time to this project Mm -hmm. but with the two joint winners that's us done for uh, worst picture that's quick so yeah worst actor sylvester stallone in rocky five as (sighs) rocky balboa so i'm gonna echo what i kind of said about the film it deserves things screenplay supporting actors i'm never gonna argue this is Stallone's worst Rocky performance. Yeah, it's it's weird because you know he gets it in six. He can go back to Rocky, like what Rocky should be, but yeah. he's a bit of a dick and he's very unlikable <laughs> and it's it's not like the humbling. This is why I'm saying I wanted to make five. I give me the father son relationship, the getting too yeah. old, like retirement approach and angle yeah, like, that... yeah exactly like the whole brain damage thing like you could make an interesting movie with the pieces of like what do you do when you can't do it anymore yeah. it's rocky rocky ghost can't do it yeah but, of, but like he it's... does that in six so well like so six undoes yeah. five a lot of it exactly terms... yeah yeah but the, the there's a potential to have the out of retirement story but the coming to terms with the you and yeah. it, you don't have to be brain damage you don't have to be too old you could just be you know it's like we talk about you know a footballer's 36 and yeah. it's, it's inevitable it's coming like you can't yeah, keep doing this, this. Little march of yeah, time yeah. yeah that's what i want to see i want to see that while also trying to come to terms with being a dad and the the light fading as well of just the a montage kyle and, your golden want, days are want, behind you they're back and, and this yeah. is what's fucking pisses me off about stallone in it is stallone in 1990 is coming to the end of his peak in terms of like yeah. the biggest draw in the world so like mm-hmm. incorporate that put your own feelings into the fucking thing you know like make it a really personal yeah. like rocky one was <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah i i'm not a big fan of stallone in this so i'm sorry sorry i love you to bits and it's nice that you got frank a bit of work again but no nah, like <laughs> not your best 
Next up, we have George C. Scott in The Exorcist Three as <gasps> Lieutenant William Kinderman. Wow! So that's maybe that's why you had George C. Scott in the brain. I had just watched The Exorcist, so I think that was it. Is it yeah. You watched Exorcist? 3? The Exorcist Three, yeah, I watched this. Yeah. So Exorcist Three, for the record, is one of my favorite films. Uh-huh. Not just horror films. I love yeah. Exorcist Three. I love so much. I love my boy Brad. Is so fucking yeah. good in it. I love everything about, i fucking fabio's in it for fuck's sake um, <laughs> <laughs> everything about this film i love exorcist 3 i love george c scott in it as well is detective lieutenant cop um yeah. i'm just gonna call him the cop i can't remember his name the one that's not the priest um yeah. he's fantastic Bill Kinderman. i i love him in it i don't have anything the only thing i dislike about the exorcist 3 is the fucking stairs at the end mm-hmm. to make me remind me of exorcist 1 despite name dropping things throughout the whole like damien gets name dropped and he's obsessed and all the shit all the stuff that links it to the first film is what yeah. i dislike the most but the stairs yeah. really piss me off other than that yeah. i love this film i love george c scott and i love everything about this film so yeah it's a big big no for me here i don't know why this has popped up what was your thoughts on cutest in your opinion um i didn't love it as much as you i think it ends on a real high I got a little bit bored in the beginning. It starts strong, and then like it kind of sags in the middle for me. But by the end, I it's like that thing I might have referenced on the podcast. How people speculate that the Rolling Stones save all their energy for the last few songs, mm. so people leave the <laughs> leave the venue going like, "Wow, they've still got it," even though he was kind of like you know like sort of shuffling. As long as he can still jump around mm-hmm. for Jumpin' Jack Flash, people are like, "Yeah, Mick Jagger, ever young." I end on a high because then chances are I will forget how bored yeah. I was during parts it's, of your film. It, like, it's 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 such a strange like production as well, you know. Like it's Blatty, obviously not Freedom yeah. this time, and yeah. based off Legion, so which isn't an Exorcist book, but the yeah. producers making him tie it into his own work and him yeah. fighting it. But that I am not yeah. going to base this off my own fucking work makes me so happy it's such like cantankerous mentality that i love about it yeah it's a very kyle production it is and it's 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 such a clean sequel i talk about my love for two two's a terrible film two if that razzies existed would have swept but two is an insane fever dream and three is such a you know i talk about psycho 2 texas chainsaw 2 all these sequels i love because they are so different and the exorcist 3 and 1 are so like as films as far apart yeah. as you could be and i fucking adore it and they never do it again ever they'll try 30 well, times just and they'll never fucking do it. see what david gordon green is gonna be oh no <laughs> absolutely fucking nothing <laughs> Get. <laughs> yeah so yeah this is the only nomination for the film so all i can really say is george c scott is great like yep. yeah he's he delivers a similar performance to hardcore pattern strange love like the things like george c scott just can do that kind of thing mm-hmm. quite well i think he's yeah I, I i don't see what mr razzy sees to consider him razzy worthy at all really um i think he's solid good yeah mm-hmm. next up we have mickey rourke in Ooh. desperate hours and Ooh. wild orchid as Michael Bosworth and James Wheeler. So I haven't seen Wild Orchid. I'm hoping you can pull me out of that one. I Oh, I, thank God, yeah. Thank God, because I have seen Desperate Hours a lot. So I, I watched The Wild Orchid, and I didn't have time to watch Desperate Hours, so between us... Yes! I watched it a long time ago. I watched it when I was on yeah. a, a Camino... Michael, however you pronounce it, Camino, Camino. I, I binged 
all his works i thought there's potential here this could be one of my favorite filmmakers let's go yeah. see can he be consistent can he carry this on the answer <laughs> is no he cannot <laughs> jasper hours is fucking shit it yeah. is it is fucking boring and it's my i don't like dramas and it's yeah it's meant to be this crime thriller but it's so fucking drama heavy that yeah. I hate it. Mickey Rourke's fine. He's lead. Yeah. Again, I'm going back on memory. I like early Mickey Rourke. I like later. I mean, wrestler. I, I like yeah. Rourke and things. He's fine. It's a bad film, though. So, like, yeah. It, it, and he's lucky it's not popped up more, especially on his name as well. Like, Chimino. You could, dunk, you could put him in the fucking ground, Mr. Razi here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not good. He deserves it. How was Wild Orchid? Wild Orchid's crap. Yeah. Wild Orchid is like softcore porn. Like, yeah. It's an erotic, I don't want to say even an erotic thriller because it's not really that thrilling. Uh, yeah, no, an American erotic film directed by Zalman King. So he's he's not good in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's and he's so bad that it kind of makes me doubt him where I'm like, obviously the wrestler is like unparalleled, but I was like, how much have I liked him in other things? Mm-hmm. Is he actually that good? I think back to Sean Penn when we're speaking at him. I was beginning to doubt Mickey Rourke and be like, "Is he like a Sean Penn guy? Who, if you remove the wrestler, he's good but not irreplaceable in things." But yeah, I don't know. I need to watch some more early Mickey Rourke. Yeah, just to kind of recalibrate same. after a wild orchid. I, I I agree with that. And so moving on, we have Prince in Graffiti Bridge as the kid. So yes, from you, is it? Yeah, this is just kind of an illustration of all that you said about him on Under the Cherry Moon in that like he's not having any fun he's just kind of like a self-serious like swooning around through the film just kind of yeah a little sanctimonious yeah uh, in the performance and it's just not like yeah it's not what anyone wants to watch so yeah it's bad it's misjudged yeah not good and then the winner andrew diceman clay in ford fair lane which we covered in our last episode yes we did certainly he is better than all of these performances except george t scott potentially yes so yeah undeserved and big miss for scott like scott is also worse than he's worse than the dice man he's worse than george c scott yep and he's worse than Stallone. He is... Yeah, I, I agree with all probably, that. Probably, yeah, he's worse than Mickey Rourke in Wild Orchid. Yeah. And he's probably kind of on a par with Prince. So, yeah. Then, worst actress, Talia Shire in Rocky V as Adrian Balboa. Uh, I'm going to say no, but she's wasted. Like, she's really fucking wasted. Again, when I say five's a missed opportunity, there's... There's such a good arc to carry on from like the rise and fall, like the stardom to back where it begins. And although there is arcs here, they're buried under Rocky's brain damage, his son, Tommy Gunn, all these other fucking plots that have to be. So Talia and Bert don't get enough. Like there should what should be a personal like drama and yeah, she's wasted, but she's fine. She's still fine. She's she knows what the fuck to do at this point as well. Like she is she is her character. Yeah. So um yeah, that's not her fault. That's Stallone's fault for the screenplay. Yeah, give her a pass here. Then we have Molly Ringwald in Betsy's Wedding as Betsy Hopper. Never heard of it. Yeah, me <laughs> neither. Directed by Alan Alda. Oh, okay. Starring Alda, Joey Bishop, Madeline Kahn, Catherine O'Hara, Joe Pesci, Ali Sheedy, Bibi Betch, Burt Young, and Molly Ringwald. 
So it's another breakfast club. Uh, but it's like 1990 <laughs> as well. So like Ringwald's getting like she's not a teenager anymore. So I imagine this is going to be a more mature role. I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, she's Betsy Alper and it's Betsy's wedding. So, yeah, 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 you wouldn't let a child get married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we have Bette Midler in Stella as Stella Clare. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard, never, I've heard of Bette Midler, but never heard of Stella. <laughs> so, uh, no yeah. comment. So, Stella, adaptation of the 1923 novel Stella Dallas, previous film versions Stella Dallas, and the silent film Stella Dallas from 1925. The character is a vulgar and unfashionable single mother living in Watertown, New York, who is determined to give her daughter Jenny all the opportunities she never had, ultimately makes a selfless sacrifice to ensure her happiness. You know what? Maybe I'll watch Stella. Has Ben Stiller and John Goodman in support of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Then Melanie Griffith in The Bonfire of the Vanities as Maria Ruskin. So Melanie Griffith, perennial Razzie um, mm-hmm. uh, contender. She's bad in this. She's doing like a southern accent and it's just very, she's not really getting around it. It's very awkward. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And unnatural. And she's fortunate in that she has, of course, Bo Derek in the same category, because no one can no, to yeah. contend with Bo. Um, no. <laughs> moving on to Worst Supporting Actor, Burt Young in Rocky Five as Polly Panino. He's ditched his robot and he's back <laughs> the Razzies. Yeah, see, see Talia, exact same. Yeah. Wasted. You've, Burt's great. He's, he's a highlight of the Rocky franchise and you've just cast him aside. As a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. It's Bert, Bert and Talia get passes. Then we have Wayne Newton in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane as Julian Grendel. We spoke about him in our last episode. Mm-hmm. You kinder on him than I am, but neither of us don't think he hugely deserves it. Gilbert Gottfried in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Luke Who's Talking To, and Problem Child as Johnny Crunch, Joey, and Mr. Peabody. Peabody, I, I'm trying to remember it right. So, you know, we covered this. We loved him. I yeah. I I've seen Lucas talking too, and I've seen Problem Child. They were childhood yeah. staples for me. In <laughs> in Problem Child, he is the villain, the baby. Yeah. I can't remember what he is. It's like I can't remember what he is, but he's the bad guy in Problem Child, and he's fantastic. Has been an annoying antagonist. He's perfect. His voiceover. He's the adoption agent, apparently. Uh... That's the Problem Child out of the. There you go. There, he, I remember him. Is I remember John Ritter, and I rem- I can remember Gilbert, and I remember a baby, or a toddler. That's it. Like I remember that. Michael Richards is also in Problem Child. Uh, so. Problem word. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know who directed it? I don't. It was the directorial debut of Dennis Dugan, oh. who would go on to become best pals with Adam Sandler yeah. and direct all of the Happy Madison Shit. films. You know so. what? Like I see it. I do see it. I can see it. Like in terms of you. Because I think we, yeah. I think we spoke about Dennis Dugan phoning it in, and you were like, "Yeah, he's just." And I was like, "No, there has to be at some point he was like on yeah. it, I think, yeah. and now yeah. he's on autopilot." But yeah, anyway, I, I Luke who's talking to though, I can't comment on. I remember it like, I can, I can, I can see Kirstie Alley's voice coming out of a baby, yeah. but I couldn't. Or the yeah. cat is a sequel. I can't remember them. I watched them a lot as a kid though. Mister Razzie hasn't watched them though. He's just doubling down on Gilbert here. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then that's kind of us done. So obviously Leo Damien in Ghost Can't Do It as Fausto, and then the winner, Donald Trump as himself in Ghost Can't Do It. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of an odd category with no super strong contenders there. Worst supporting actress, however, Ali Sheedy in Betsy's Wedding as Connie Hooper. Uh, yeah, same as again. I don't, I don't mind Sheedy, but again, we're getting all the breakfast clubs. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> On the basis of Blue City, I'm doubting her abilities as an actor, but I haven't seen it, so I cannot comment. Yep. Julie Newmar in Ghost Can't Do It as Angel covered. Kim Cattrall in The Bonfire of Vanities as Judy McCoy. Kim Cattrall's not great, but in comparison with Melanie Griffith, she's not awful. Okay. And I think like everyone's just kind of, beyond Melanie Griffith's weird accent, everyone's kind of the same level of bad in Bonfire of the Vanities. Like, Tom Hanks and Bruno aren't great, and Kim Cattrall I would put on the same level. So I perhaps think this is Mr. Razzie struggling to name women and just be like, ah, get me a name from Bonfire of the Vanities. Then we have Roseanne Barr, voice only, in Luke Who's Talking To, as Julie Ubriaccio. Yeah, no, like, fuck yourself there, though. Again, it's Gilbert. It's I don't like their voices, and I'm going to just nominate them. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick up for Rosanna. Eh? Like yeah, yeah. that's gonna be my hill. You believe that she shouldn't be cancelled? Her opinions, conservative voices are being silenced. Is that what you're saying? And then the winner is someone we're gonna have a lot of opinions about. Sofia Coppola in The Godfather Part Three as Mary Corleone. Yay! Um, it's nineteen ninety indeed. Fuck! Yeah. I'm very glad Godfather Part Three has escaped. Because yeah. I didn't. I like I'm not I'm not saying it deserves anything because I I really 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 love three more than yeah. most people and but I know how fashionable it would have been to dunk on it and sweep it to be honest Godfather Part yeah. Three would have swept it out of spite and uh, how funny am I and you can kind of make a case for the first two being like two of the greatest films of all time like the third one's kind of doomed in that like it's doomed it, 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 in, you, in in contrast it's it, so good it, though it's if it's, you, a, it's the razzy worthy one of the trilogy yeah. because it's but just it's, not a it's, masterpiece it's not a masterpiece but it's still great and if anyone yeah, else did it yeah. if this was called if he got his original wish and he got away from godfather part three that's well i don't know i don't think it's the i i think it's like it's frustrating because it's like the Oh, if you had Robert Duvall back, if this, like, if the pieces, if the stars had aligned, Godfather Part Three could have been incredible. Because I like a lot of what it's going for. It's just kind of I, wrong place. In I time. don't. I almost don't want Part Three. I don't want Duvall. I want. Yeah. I want a spin, like a an epilogue, like he was wanting to do. Yeah. yeah. I think its biggest problems are the connections to the first two. And if yeah, this, if this was just called. The Sicilian, if it had like a different yeah. title, and no one, like no one, would pipe up in the slightest. All the death of Michael Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's got flaws, of course it does. Like you're comparing it to two masterpieces. Yeah, it isn't a, a passion project this way the first two were. There is, there is yeah. elements, but it's again, it's still Coppola trying, and yeah. when Coppola tries, it's you're, you're, you can't fucking beat it. However, even yeah. when he doesn't, yeah. even when he doesn't try, still. <laughs> no, it's when you get Jack, buddy. I yeah, fucking hate yeah, Jack. Yeah. Anyway, though, on that note, back on top, Sophia does suck. There's kind of yeah. no way around it. Nepo baby. It is mad Nepo baby. I know. I love her work as a director. She'll go on and. Do she's it. gone on like yeah. This is a shaky start, and I've loved like basically everything she's done since this. 
not least Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, she's, she's she she sucks. She she's unfortunately become a lightning rod for yeah. this film. And it, no criticism of it. I am going to be honest. It is one of my, in my opinion, one of the worst performances, like I've seen in a a film like not in a fucking John Derrick production. I'm talking like a yeah. big big and then it tours yeah thing. it's one yeah, of the worst yeah, yeah. i've ever seen mm. and so yeah like i yeah she deserves it she does deserve it it sucks because she's young it's like a debut and it's yeah. all the criticism in media but blame your dad for putting you here yeah mm-hmm. like it's francis ford he has to hold the weight of sin for casting his daughter like she does suck so yeah she's eligible on now yeah, <laughs> come on down to promote yeah. Priscilla and yeah, and talk about Fantasmas. About... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we have worst director, Prince for Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, it's. I wonder how much of it he was doing because, like, it it could be worse in certain ways it's kind of just like under the cherry moon in the, like the performances aren't great I, like as a story it isn't great but there are elements of it that suggest like he's more competent than john derrick certainly and um, where like i don't know like if you told me this was just like a music video hack who would like it could mm-hmm. be like a journeyman who made graffiti bridge so i'm like it's almost uh it's almost like impressive that you can be like an industry like field defining star of music and then even just a competent director mm-hmm. but yeah anyway then we have Rene Harlan for the adventures of Ford Fairlane covered that at length film good Rene nothing not attached to any of the issues with the film Brian De Palma for the bonfire of the vanities I think De Palma directs it okay he's probably like it, it's it's probably better than it has any right to be and the, the kind of the interest in the bonfire of the vanities is kind of just because De Palma directs it mm-hmm. if it was someone else it might have fallen through the cracks and I guess that's why he gets the all-star cast is probably mm-hmm. people wanting to work with De Palma bad film but uh... then we get John G. Alvidson for Rocky Five. yeah that's what I've covered before you know, obviously, Avildsen directs the first one. You bring him back, yeah. you bring Connie back. And just like Connie, though, if you look at what Avildsen does between Rockies, Rocky 1 and 5, I, I'm sure he does other shit. I don't know. I forget. It's three Cry Kids. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. He leaves Rocky, yeah, yeah. he does Cry Kids, comes back, and Cry Kid defies Rocky. He regresses. <laughs> like, he he's the problem. He deserves... A, like, Stallone's the problem for writing the fucking thing. But... yeah. Like the the look of this film makes it look like Cry Kid Part Four, and that's not what that's not what the returning to the roots should have looked like. It's disgusting the way it's been like directed, and it's his fault. So yeah, like it's it's a nice intention going back to the well, but like it's like it's like rehiring Pete Best in like Abbey Road. Yeah. You know, like he's not yeah, going to be better yeah. than he was. He's not going to have learned no, beyond the the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. yeah. He deserves it here. I'm I'm gonna give him allow his nomination and then of course left dead in the water by the winner john derrick for ghost can't do it all-time contender if we were to make a short list of the five worst directors in the history of the razzies john derrick would be on it for sure i reckon worst screenplay rocky five written by sylvester stallone so you kind of covered it there yep yep well deserved graffiti bridge written by prince 
Yeah. <laughs> Where do you start, really? <laughs> the question asked by Prince when saying that <laughs> to write Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> then we have Ghost Can't Do It written by John Derrick. Okay, that's the opposite of like, that's a laser focused. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's interesting in that it's, it's almost like an art house film. It's just like, it's just based off the idea of like, there's no structure to it. It's just kind of this like, him mm-hmm. introspecting and investigating his like would I kill a younger man if it enabled me to fuck my wife <laughs> yes I would <laughs> you've done it again John <laughs> <laughs> then the bonfire of the vanities screenplay by Michael Christopher based on the novel by Tom Wolf. yeah the screenplay is not good uh, then we have the adventures of Ford Fairlane Screenplay by Daniel Waters and James Cap and David Arnett based on characters created by Rex Weiner. We discussed that, so that that is the winner. We discussed that last week. So, yeah, we're making great pace now as we head off to Worst New Star. Donald Trump in Ghost Can't Do It as himself. Kind of covered in the yep. first half. Probably going to mispronounce this. Car Otis in Car Otis, like John Le Car Car Otis in Wild Orchid as Emily Reed. She's dodged a bullet in that she could have been nominated for another role in in another category. She's the woman who just has sex with Mickey Rourke for ninety minutes. Yeah, I've never even heard of her, so there. Yeah, yeah, didn't go on to great shakes afterwards, and is a model actress. And I know we have been less than kind about them in the past mm-hmm. apparently she would later appear in another Rourke film Exit in Red so they at least had a good experience in that film which is just them having sex for <laughs> an hour and a half <laughs> then we get Leo Damien and Ghost Can't Do It as Fausto covered Ingrid Chavez in Graffiti Bridge as Aura mm-hmm. oh I can't quite remember who this is Oh, is she the one that writes poetry no, I think... Oh, she's... Yeah, no, I don't think she's... She's an angel, apparently. I don't think she... She didn't stand out to me. And then the winner, Sofia Coppola, in The Godfather Part 3 as Mary Corleone. So we've kind of... Yeah, that's all covered, I'd say. Death. You'd agree with her, I think. Yeah, yeah. Her worst yep. new star. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Worst nepo hire. Yeah. Worst daughter being fucked over by dad putting her in. <laughs> yep. 100%. Just like something which is gonna, like, I don't know. It's like for what an amazing director she's become. Like it's kind of like an annoying stain on her legacy that there's this one kind of like it would be like Ahmed Best going off to direct like <laughs> amazing films. Like, hey, weren't you George Orbitz? No, um, that was another Ahmed Best. <laughs> And then it's the Kyle category it once is. again. Worst original song. He's coming back the devil from Repossessed Music and Lyrics by Chris Lavar. I, I had a look for this too. I couldn't find it. Did you get it? No. no. Have you seen Repossessed? I, that's the Wesley Nielsen exorcist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I have seen. Of course I've seen that, Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's shit from what I remember though. This is like fucking spy hard era. This is like the 90s. Leslie's not the same as A's, Leslie. I, I, maybe it's good. Maybe I'm misremembering it. I don't know the song, though, so no comment. Then we have The Measure of a Man from Rocky Five, music and lyrics by Alan Menken. What's your thoughts on this? I don't remember it well enough. No, it's, it's, to it. it's pretty I shit. I do not have any. Yeah, probably. I think, <laughs> I think this is when you slap a Frank Stallone song. Yeah. 
because you're not getting Survivor, you're not getting the big 80s hair bands, you're going back to the roots. It's a really poor song. Again, Courtney's soundtrack's not good, and the whole, from the score to the music, nothing's good about, like, the audio of Rocky Five. So just on that alone, I'm going to say this is a winner, uh, especially coming yeah. off of, like, three and four, where you've had belter after belter of songs, and between one, three, and four, that's, like, everybody's gym playlist right there. Yeah. To go to, like, nah, yeah, you've massive misfire is the song, so I don't like it. Then we have one more cheer from Stella, written by Jay Gruska and Paul Gordon. Which nearly, nearly put me to sleep. Yeah, I, I don't know much bet, Midler. I imagine no. they all sound like this. Like a Barbara Streisand, sort of middle of the road, like pop radio music. I it's don't just know. It's... Bette Midler sings Smoke Gets in Your Eyes yeah. to me, kind of one of those sort of kind of... unremarkable. A, a beat appears in the middle, good. yeah. Just, a beat appears yeah. in the middle, but I, I have okay that brings us to the end for another year we do have the stinkers so we'll just run through those interestingly they departed completely where they gave their award to the bonfire of the vanities maybe because it's more of a mr razzy headline grabbing like Mm -hmm. bigger star names because it in no way is even comparable to ghost can't do it their other shortlist far out man the forbidden dance ghost can't do it and look who's talking to just run through their dishonorable mentions the adventures of ford fairlane another 48 hours dark man dick tracy yeah. Ernest goes to jail exorcist 3 fire ice and dynamite ghost dad graffiti bridge graveyard shift home alone i love you to death jetson's the movie joe versus the volcano <gasps> lambada leatherface texas chainsaw massacre 3 never ending story 2 the next chapter Problem Child, Rocky Five, The Shrimp on the Barbie, Ski Patrol, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Texasville, Three Men and a Little Lady, Wild Orchid. Wow. Fuck. I am so fucking surprised we weren't watching Ghost Dad this week. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about that. That's a notoriously bad film. You know, that's like Cosby's worst, isn't it? So yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Exorcist 3, absolutely fucking not. My beloved Dark Man, not a yeah. chance in hell. Home Alone being there. There's some crazy, <laughs> crazy Texas Texas Chainsaw Three is a surprise because I forgot about Three Leatherface. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is great fun. I don't know what the fuck thinkers are smoking, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, it's 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 a, you know what? Like I believe they watched them all though, and they are. They might not have enjoyed them, but there's a diversity here that I quite like. Yeah. Whereas this week is just Mr. Razzie watched Ford Fairlane, Graffiti Bridge, and Ghost Can't Do It, and that's it. That's all he fucking watched. But yeah, it's a strange one. Strange one, but some good stuff there. I've never heard of The Forbidden Dance, and I've also uh-huh. never heard of Far Out Man, which is a Chong, a solo Chong of Cheech and Chong. Oh, okay. Yeah, during their during their breakup, during their differences. But yeah, I know nothing about those films, so I have no comment for the actual nominations. Yeah, I probably misread that. You're right. It's like far out man and yeah. not far out man, like yeah. Dark Man's nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings us to a close for another indeed. year. The finish line approaching really by the now. week. Yeah. So, if you have enjoyed the podcast, 
for the remaining weeks, we can be contacted at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com if you want to have your say on this year or any of the other years. In fact, if you look at the list, you'll probably be able to work out what we'll be covering quite soon. So if you want to contribute anything about those films, then please do get in touch. You can follow us on social media where we are watching Worst. And, you know, why not? Why not uh, check your old friends Jericho and Kyle a review on social media for good luck. Help people find the show when we have a handful of episodes left (laughs) to cover. And you can join us next week when it feels, it feels, this is probably accelerating the feeling of time speeding up because we've done two double bills. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like too long since our last special, but we are on special territory once again. And as we are coming to the end of our Razzie quest, our hero's journey is coming to a close. We have learned and grown so much. We started out our journey as naive inexperienced 30 year old boys (laughs) and we are now becoming men and so it's time for us to confront the villain looming large a director i don't want to put words in your mouth but someone who i have an incredible amount of distaste for next week we are covering the career of kevin smith yes so i mean the thing is we've been speaking we've done this episode for 10 years just talking about kevin smith and Mm -hmm. Sort of the fascination. <laughs> I am really keen for this. I was, I'm not going to say a Kevin Smith fan. That's far too much of a stretch. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved the Clerks and Dogma growing up. Yeah. I have time for Clerks 2 and Zach and Meaty. Uh, that's about it. Like, that's about it. Um, I'm pretty thin, but like, there's well, stuff... I hate all of them. So. You hate them all. Though, so <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit, I'll be a little bit like his lawyer, but once we get past 2010, you, He's got to defend himself. So <laughs> I'm really apprehensive about this because it just feels like kicking the hornet's nest. Of we've obviously got a lot of criticism on <laughs> social media for our our clip where I rant about the goodbye horses gag, and so I'm like, oh, he has a lot of shooters out there. I don't like being a hater. Like no, he's no, just no. a guy who I don't want to kick him when he's down, and um, I don't want it to come it, out. Like, as ju- of jealousy either you know and oh yeah for me it's massive to make 10 films or 15 films that's like there is a little bit of bitterness in this yeah for me it's like seeing like a schlubby guy who references things and has no visual sensibility and makes overly talky films and seeing myself reflected in that it's an incredible (laughs) amount of self-loathing so that's why it's going to be this is going to be our bolero yeah this is me working through my issues (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our, our ghost can't do it sorry this is this is my therapy session next week where maybe maybe we end and we go like you know what kevin you're all right after all <laughs> but join us for that next week Excellent. who knows what it's going to be like maybe who we knows? will have a turnaround maybe we'll love him maybe this will become a kevin smith fan cast but i am a little apprehensive about associating kevin smith with the worst film label so if you don't get any social media content for this episode <laughs> Just know Jericho has chickened out. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> See you then, guys. <laughs>